Is that your friend or is that your friend friend? Today, we've got a really interesting topic for you. Join me and Christine Talamante as we go into the importance of work friends. Have you had a toxic friendship at work? Have you had a productive friendship at work? Has friendship helped you move your career along by giving you a leg up or an advantage in an interview? Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear all the tips and benefits of having friends at work. Welcome to the Elaborate Topics podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast. I'm your coach for today's episode, Stephanie Whitehead. For those of you tuning in for the first time, the Elaborate Topics podcast is a weekly podcast where myself and my co-hosts, Tywana Wilson and Lona Small, bring you topics related to the laboratory and leadership to help you excel inside and outside the laboratory. And today I'm joined by a very special returning guest, Ms. Christine Talamante. Good morning. How are you, Stephanie? Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for returning in our studio. So be sure to like and share this episode and join us in our Elaborate Topics group on LinkedIn and follow me and Christine on social media. You're definitely going to keep up with us because we've got an exciting topic to talk to you about today. So let's get straight into it. So I've been doing a lot of research and um, you'll find out in a minute why I invited my special friend back. But Everybody needs a good set of friends to lean on from time to time. But the question of the day is, should you find those bonds with people that you actually work with? A lot of times employers might think that if employees have friends at work, that it'll cut down on the actual work being done um, and it'll reduce the productivity. But a lot of research today actually shows the opposite. In fact, there are a lot of benefits to actually having friends in the workplace. And so today, that's why I invited Christine. She's my work friend. We're going to discuss our thoughts on having friends at work. So like I said, make sure that you share this podcast because you're definitely going to want to continue this conversation with your colleagues. So Christine, a lot of new research, like I said, urges adults to lean into having productive friendships at work. In fact, in a a 2018 research publication, I'm going to make a quote here, but it says that those who have a best friend at work are seven times as likely to be more engaged in their jobs because it improves their happiness, motivation, and productivity. So this research showed a concrete link between having a friend at work and the amount of effort that an employee expends at work. And so I'm going to ask you, Christine, as one of my really good work friends, have you ever had a work friend at work? And do you feel like it had a positive impact on your productivity or your happiness and motivation in that job? That is a great question. And I'm I'm so glad that that research is being done. That's something that, you know, when you're in leadership, you kind of go back and forth with, you have um, groups that mesh well together and maybe they go to lunch together and then other people are left out, but the other people seem happier when they come back from lunch and they do their work and they get things done. So if it's not at work, but it helps production, then how can you 
not um, support that. So I, I've heard different things, um, but I do have you obviously as a, as a friend at work, um, but we don't work in the same department. So I think the idea of having friends at work, whether you met them at work, a lot of times it's because you're already working there and you do a project together or like you and I, we met several times, but then something happened and you needed me to notarize or I don't know what it was, but then we just started talking and then it, it turned out we did have a lot of things in common and we just kind of hit it off. Um, I think that happens when you're working somewhere that you're both, you are very passionate about and you feel like you have that in common. Um, but it's not, and it's different than saying, oh, I work at this place. I want my friend to come work here. So I think when, when bonds are formed because of work, um, just kind of like you and I, um, or, you know, I've got other friends that I've moved apartments and now I'm still friends with them because we already made that bond. And now we don't talk about work. We talk about our kids or, you know, things like that. So I think that it's important. I think that it's a pleasant surprise when you find that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I think that, that you and I are friends. We are coworkers and we are friends. Um, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Sure. This is a switch. Switch it up. Ask me. <laughs> Switching it up. Okay. First of all, I wanted to open up by singing Betty White. Thank you for being a friend. Betty White. Thank you. I know. Rest in peace. Oh, the ultimate. But um, it, it really is that long um, friendship. So let me ask you something. What do you think are the reasons that you have friends at work or, and do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with both one. I'm going to say, yes, it, it hasn't always been this way for me professionally. Um, if you ever do the disc, the D I S C analysis, it's kind of like a personality test for your leadership skills. I am an I, uh, which means that I lead a lot through relationships and I feed a lot through relationships. And so there's so many tests you can do out there to just kind of understand your leadership style and just understand how you tick as a leader. Um, but I, I like what you said before. Yes, Christine and I um, had met several times uh, when we used to work in the same um, or uh, not organization, but same facility. And we had kind of worked on a lot of different projects, um, but I had the mentality of being friendly at work, but not necessarily having friends at work. Um, and you're right. It was just, I think, by happenstance that we started to have more detailed conversations and just developed like a quick little bond. And I will say that particularly over the last two years um, with the pandemic, and there are just being so many changes in my personal life and then my professional life. It has been it has been beneficial to have a person that you can lean on. Um, there have been so many times where I've called Christine and I said, this crazy thing just happened, whether it's personal or professional. And just because of Christine's amazing background, she has a really <sighs> gifted talent to um, think about situations, clearly even difficult situations, and just offer really great advice on how to uh, kind of navigate challenging situations. And so I would say, really, you know, you spend so much time at work, 
And that's where that phrase, your work family comes from, because you spend just as much time at work as you do with your actual family sometimes. And to me, having just strong bonds at work kind of uh, kind of help you get through being a friendly face or having a friendly face that you can call on um, to me has helped me have a sounding board um, that I can bounce things off of. Um, kind of help me understand how to navigate, like I said, work conflict or challenging situations, um, just having a network of people where I could, you know, get professional advice from. I think me and you have gone to each other several times and just ask, you know, casually, what do you think about this? Or am I overthinking this situation? Or maybe am I coming off too strong or what would you do in this type of situation? Um, and that kind of helps you build confidence as you move through your day. Um, what do you think some of the benefits of our friendship or just any friendship has been um, in the workplace? Well, you, you brought up something that I've talked about before on the show, which is having an accountability buddy. And I think that at first I used to say, um, you know, you need to have somebody at work that you know well enough that is not your friend, right? Because your friend may or may not sugarcoat something. But an accountability buddy is somebody who you say, look, I just feel really, really upset. I look at this email. I want to send it out. And then your friend tells you, or your accountability buddy tells you, uh-uh, no, no, calm down. Erase it. Erase it. You do not send that, right? right. Um, or if you say, hey, I'm going to do um, this dashboard or I'm going to complete this by X day and it's getting close and you know your accountability buddy may say, hey, how's it going on that thing? And you say, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. They may kind of pump you up like, come on, you know, you, that was your goal. And then the same way, you know, holding you accountable. Um, hey, you know, you haven't gone out to lunch at all this week. You've just been skipping. You, you doing okay? You know, what's going on? Um, I feel like that more than ever is more important now with the pandemic and the, you know, not seeing people, not, um, you know, are they, you know, if somebody comes in disheveled and crying, you're going to say, hey, you know, are you okay? But if they're, everybody's working from home or some are at home and some are not, um, you know, you might have that person that slips through the cracks that, you know, you would have otherwise caught. And I feel like having an accountability buddy says, hey, I'm going to check in on you and you're going to check in on me just sporadically. You know, maybe every Friday we have coffee or, you know, like you and I and and um, some other friends, we have lunch once a week. We try to um, just to catch up, just to make sure. And if somebody can't come, then it's like making sure is this a scheduling thing or, you know, is something going on? But to answer your question, um, it, it made me think, I used to say, and and I I mean, if you've ever been somebody that I've been the supervisor over, you can probably quote me. I used to say things like, I don't come to work to make friends. I come to work to work. And if I make friends, then that's great. But that's not the goal. And so you shouldn't try to please everybody because ultimately you have to get your job done, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like now that might be the old school way of thinking because of what you said with the research. Um, Somebody had to push back on that and and even to do the research, right? Like somebody had to say, no, maybe I do come to work to make friends or maybe I do come to work to see my friends or people that are like me. Um, And... I think right now the way I can tell is if people are out and then 
I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were going to be out. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like, well, are you, you know, oh, something came up because, you know, some something bad, because in the pandemic, it is sometimes like, oh, I'm sick or my kid is sick or, and then you want to reach out to them. But, some, but sometimes it's like, oh, hey, I'm taking off Friday and Monday. So if you need anything, like call so-and-so, you know, um, if they work directly with you. So I kind of feel like if somebody's out and they don't tell me, then I'm like, oh, okay, um, maybe I need to check up on them. Um, but I, I do feel like, you don't come to work to make friends, but if you do, it's because it helps productivity. Unless it's like these two people are gossiping or these people are not doing their work because they're doing you know other things, then maybe. But I, I really feel like as an adult worker, that if you have somebody that you call your friend and your coworker, that it is now I see it as a positive thing. Right. And you know, you uh, there are so many, uh, so many times you've heard the phrase like check on your strong friends. Um, mm-hmm. and people say that, you know, about their different relationships, check on your strong friends, you know, and all of that, mm-hmm. especially during this pandemic. And I, I really think that, um, particularly when you're in a leadership role, it's hard to be, you know, one mindset or one persona all the time. You know, there are times where you are vulnerable or there are times where you are frustrated or sad or disappointed or you get good news and you're you're excited, but it's not necessarily something that's appropriate for you to tell the people that work for you. And so um, it's good to have a friend. It's good to have a confidant that you can go to and share some of those moments with um, and kind of continue to bring your entire self to work, you know? And I think that's where the research really was meant to go when it talked about, you know, having friends at work increases your motivation and increases your productivity. It helps the person bring their entire self to work and feel completely comfortable in an environment where they spend so many hours of their day. Um, And so if I've got to be uptight and rigid and, you know, critical thinking and thought provoking and insightful 12, 14 hours, that can get monotonous and, you know, tiring. But if I'm able to, you know, um, let little glimpses of, you know, all of Stephanie or all of Christine peek through with certain people, then I think it, you know, it adds to just your longevity at work. Um, And, you know, no, you just, you're just, you're spite. You're like bringing out all these things that I was like thinking of, and it's just so perfect for this time. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and there's a difference between having a friend at work and having an acquaintance at work. You know, um, kind of going back to what I said before about the difference mm-hmm. between being friendly and having a friend. You know, and so that's definitely. Um, a personal decision you have to kind of look into and decide how much is appropriate to share with a person and and really get to know a person um, and just use some of your own intuition before you, you know, start sharing all your life secrets with a person. But I definitely think, you know, if you can get to that level uh, with a person at work, then I think we're kind of going over, you know, it, it definitely can have some, I think mental health benefits and mental health is just such a topic these days. 
Yes. Uh, what you made me think of when you said that, and I'm glad you ended with ended with mental health because um, I went to a conference and it's been years, obviously, because of the pandemic. But I remember the moment because I'm always talking about, like you said, you know, um, burnout or compassion fatigue or, you know, nurses just, you know, just going home, crying on the way home. You know, what do you do to get through it? Oh, I listen to this Christian station on the way home. Oh, that's great. You know, do you want a coloring book? Do you want some aromatherapy? Like, I'm always all about that. But when I went to that conference, what they taught us was don't even call it burnout. Don't call it compassion fatigue. Switch it up and say, I want to go to work. I want to find the joy in work. Not how can I help you with your burnout? How can I combat compassion fatigue? How can I help you to find joy in work? And if you do that, I think that you'll see that you're kind of seeking out positive things. You know, it may be, I always sit in the lunchroom, but today I'm going to say hi to this person and, you know, whatever, that may spark something, you know, oh, cute, cute uh, shoes or whatever, you know, and that may spark um, something that later may become a friendship. Um, Or it could be, you know, like you said, an acquaintance, but at least, you know, make that effort to bring joy, to find the joy in work, but also to bring it, bring opportunities closer um, so that you just, you know, you may start by saying hi to everybody, right? That there's, I, I do that all the time. I am an introvert. Some people say they would never know that, but I am an, I am truly introverted, but I make sure that when I'm at work, I always say hi to everybody, you know, good morning, you know, see you in the elevator, whatever. And I, it was amazing to me to find out that some people don't do that. Some people yeah. just go to work and they just go to work. They That's get in the elevator. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny because lab is, is so precise. You know, when you think about it, well, I don't want you to focus on my shoes or saying hi to me. I want you to focus on those lab values and, and those critical values and, and think about, you know, those processes. And I mean, I've had lab. I mean, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 20 years and I still call lab like what's a normal range for this? And they can just shoot it off the top of their heads. You know, they they know it. Um, and that's that's the, that's the mindset that offsets my mindset. That's so like gray. Right. right. It's like 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 when you said you call me to talk about a situation, what should I do? This is a very difficult conversation. I'm like, oh, well, just do this. And you're like, what? Really? And I'm like, yeah, just ask them. Um, but then I'll call you with something that I'm making so complicated. I'm overthinking so much. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. Don't do that. I'm like, <laughs> how, how do you do that? And you're like, well, because, because ABC. And, you're like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, logic. Hmm, didn't think of that. <laughs> um, but that's, that's why we offset each other. Now, call it a friendship, absolutely, because that's not all we do. But I know if you call me, I know there's a reason. We text, you know, hey, look at this funny meme or whatever. But if you call or if you text, hey, I need to talk, I'm going to know that you know I'm busy. You know the value of my job. And if you're doing that, that I probably need to say, hey, let me give Stephanie a call. Or, hey, can we meet for lunch if, you know, whatever. Because I know that you respect my time and you definitely have a huge job to do. And if you're stopping it, you know, a certain time in the morning to say, Christine, I need to talk, then I'm going to take that seriously. And I think that's the difference between um, a friend and maybe just somebody that you know, right? Somebody that you know at work that, yes, you say hi to, you know who they are, you, but you don't know about their kids or, 
you, you know, you may not know some personal things, um, but it's still better to have that, right? Better to know people and know a little bit about them than just say, gosh, this person's been in this department so long, I don't even know how long they've been here. I don't even know, you know, what their last name is or whatever, you know? So I don't know. I, I think that there's different types of people at work that I would never probably be friends with had I not been at work because it's such a diverse group. Mm -hmm. And when you have friends, quote friends, it tends to be people that are like you, right? Like-minded. We go to this or we have a book club or we do this. And when it's friends at work, it's, it could be totally different things. It could bring you into things that you've never done before that you find fun, you know? Um, and, and that's what I like. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it's kind of like what they say, birds of a feather, right? Mm -hmm. So there are people at work that I would not have ever spoken to had we not by, you know, the stars aligning, been working at the same facility at the same time in life. And uh, just by me being open to that relationship has opened up, you know, um, I think acquaintance, whether you want to call it acquaintance or friends, because sometimes it's hard to keep a connection with a person after you're no longer working in that organization. But mm -hmm. um, I still have connections, um, even if you just want to say it's professional, that I still keep to this day. And I haven't worked alongside the person for, you know, 10 plus years. So birds of a feather. And I think, you know, nobody understands your situation more than the people that you are working with. For instance, my spouse is a, is an accountant. And so sometimes it's hard. <laughs> for me to, <laughs> sometimes it's hard for me to go home, especially during the pandemic and talk about, you know, the things that are going on at work because he just doesn't understand. That's just not his world. You know, he's an accountant. Um, but it is so is easy. mine. So is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel it. You feel my pain, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, great when it comes to our finances, but just doesn't understand some of the stress or anxiety that, um, you know, I have at, at work. And I like when you brought up, you know, the differences between people as a profession, because some of my really good work friends have been non-laboratory colleagues, you know, mm -hmm. um, and particularly nursing, because nursing um, does have like that gray area you're able to operate in. You know, you guys have, you know, peer reviews and, you know, your nursing governance. And so you're able to kind of go into nursing as, you know, you have your standard operating procedures, but then some of it is like, oh, I saw this great research or this right. best practice is working over here. Um, and then so much of laboratory is so rigid, you know, I'm following my procedure step by step. And so right. just our mindset and approach to different situations that carries over and when you have a situation, if you're able to talk to a person who may think a little differently than you, they are able to give you just a little bit of a different perspective um, on situations. And I think that's been helpful to me um, also because I can remember just so many times in my life, even when I was returning back to work from maternity leave, I would call, you know, some of my work friends and just, you know, just be on this roller coaster of emotions as a new mom returning back into the workspace. And um, these ladies may have had have grown kids. And so they were able to kind of give me this pros like this retrospective um, <laughs> <laughs> look on, you know, being a new mom because they had already kind of gone through 
having kids and all that stuff. And then I'm able to pay that forward also. And so um, I think, you know, we can talk for days and days, but there's definitely a lot of benefits to just opening yourself up, even if you are introverted and just smiling and being friendly or, you know, trying to make a friend or two. It just makes your day go right. by so much easier. Now, I will ask you this, Christine. Um, okay. Just like navigating any personal relationship, um, work friendships are no different. So um, they can be hard. So what are some things that you try to avoid when you are entering into a work friendship or you have a work friendship? Um, what are some like red flags or things you try to avoid? Because you are still at work. Well, one of the things that, that's a great question, because I was thinking myself one time, am I, am I comfortable? Um, so you, you got to make sure that that other person is okay with hearing your stories, right? You don't want to say, um, hey, you know, I know we had lunch the other day and that was great. Yeah, I really consider you a friend. Okay, so my husband, or you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just dump because even if they are a friend, that may not be the right environment, right? That may not be the right environment for that. Um, but then once you become friends, friends, then you know, okay, I'm going to call her when she's at work. I'm going to wait till, you know, which the funny thing is that with work friends, they know your schedule and they know, oh, she has meetings all morning. My, my friends that aren't working with me, they don't know, like, they don't know when I get off. They don't know what days I have, you know, board meetings or whatever. They just, they just text whenever. Um, so that's one advantage is that they know your schedule, but make sure that they're okay with either being your accountability buddy or, or listening, right? You know, can I share something with you? Um, I kind of wanted to ask you something it's not work related at all um are you okay with that or it, you know i just i don't I, I i feel like i can trust you and i feel like this is something that i've seen you tackle and you know would you be okay with this because if it's your friend they're gonna be like of course um but that's their opportunity to say you know what i really enjoy us having lunches together um but i also um you know, I'm going through some stuff right now or whatever. It gives them the opportunity to say no. And then if they do, then that's okay. But at least, you know, right. Mm -hmm. you, at least, mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean that you're not friends. It just means that maybe that's not the person that you're going to, you know, give your most intimate um, challenges to. Um, but likewise, if somebody calls you and you're about to do something and they don't ask, how would that feel, right? You're you're about to do, you know, jump on a webinar or something, and they come in and they're just like, blah 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 blah. You're like, oh, um, I see that you're upset. Um, I'm really not comfortable talking about this right now, just because you know I'm in my office. There's coworkers around, but I'm happy to, you know, go meet you outside in the courtyard or some about 30 minutes or something. You know, um, you you still have to have boundaries even with friends because especially with friends, because they may be like, well, I know Stephanie and she'll, she'll see me, whatever, you know, I know her calendar's booked, but I'm just going to walk over there. And, you know, you don't want that either, right? You don't want it to look like preferential treatment or, you know, well, everybody else has to wait. So how come this person just cuts right on in or, um, you know, that kind of, this person's more important than me. Um, you don't want that either. So right. that, I think that's important. Well, and I also think it's important to understand, like, even if will is the person truly a friend that will keep that um, oversharing of information confidential, right? Mm -hmm, or, right. Or are they going to be like, 
oh my god christine just unloaded and guess what's happening in her marriage you know and just you become the talk of the town then yeah you didn't mean to um i i definitely agree and i think um the biggest piece of advice i would give um especially if you're a leader but even if you're not a leader um be weary of having friendships above being friendly with people that report to you because right. just like christine said that could be viewed as you're giving somebody preferential treatment or you're showing favoritism um, and it could really just devalue um, your leadership. And it, it becomes hard if you ever have to do disciplinary action on that person or coach that person um, if they view you as, you know, a friend. Um, also, I would say you're still at work, right? Um, right. And if this is your friend, they, sh they should want the best for you and they should want you to excel professionally. So just ensure that this friendship isn't, um, although there are a lot of benefits and friendships can help you be more productive, make sure that the particular friendship you're in isn't making you unproductive. You know, if this is a friendship where you two are just gossiping a lot or just sharing right. negative experiences and the friendship is like more toxic about work or about your lives than it is positive and uplifting and productive, then just be wary of that because, you know, also who wants to be um, a Debbie Downer all the time? And, you know, energy is contagious. Um, and so if you're around a person who's just negative all the time, that can bring you down. And then it just has the opposite effect. So I would be wary of those things. You know, you don't, it can be a good thing at work to have a friend, but you don't want your boss or anybody mm -hmm. to look at you too and say, well, they just don't work. They are always just... Right kikiing and laughing and not really being productive or you don't want it to be your downfall or anything that holds you back so yeah and I think it's funny and I'll just I'll finish off with this is that I have a really like my best friend um works with me or worked we worked together in the same institution and different departments and we became friends instantly because of a meeting that we had um and um it's so funny that people would be like, oh, I didn't even know y'all knew each other. Because in meetings, we don't sit and giggle. I mean, yes, we're friendly, but we don't do things that would draw attention or we didn't do things that would make it be like, oh gosh, they're besties, you know? Um, and so I thought, wow, that's pretty, that's, pr what do you mean you didn't know I knew her? You didn't know? She's like, you know, my, I'm like her kid's godparent, like, you know what I mean? But. I guess because we keep that professionalism and, and perp I, I don't think it's even purposeful. I think it's just, you know, a, a leadership thing you have to just kind of know, but also know that on the weekend we could hang out and we don't talk about work. That's like the last thing we want to talk about sometimes, you know? Um, so I just think that, that that's kind of key. If you notice yourself going into meetings and you see your, your bestie or your friend at work and you divert from the the topic of the meeting or you make sure you sit right next to each other and don't listen or something, then yeah, that's, that's definitely something to, to make sure you avoid. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. And so we want, you know, uh, you listeners to tell me and Christine, have you had a work friend at work? Um, has it been productive? Have you feel like it's made you more motivated? Has it feel like it's, um, helped you in your career, maybe giving you the leg up on an opportunity or somebody gave you some really great advice that you still use to this um, time today? Or have you had a work relationship where you had to learn from 
a negative experience. Maybe it was toxic or maybe it was not productive. And it's just something, again, that you take with you now professionally and you've learned from that and you're looking out for those red flags. Let us know. Drop a comment. Um, reach out to us on social media. Um, this is a really engaging topic. So I'm glad that you, Christine, as my work friend, were able to join me today to have this quick talk. Thank you for being my friend. Betty White. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast, particularly today with my special work friend, Christine Talamante. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear uh, more from you on this topic. If you like what you heard today and want to listen to our previous shows, I'll list in the show notes all the previous shows we've had with Christine. She's a frequent flyer on our show. Um, and listen to any other other podcasts with Taiwan or Lona Small. Subscribe on directimpactbroadcasting.com or your favorite podcast platform. Remember to connect with us on our LinkedIn page or on our social media. Please tune in next week to hear another amazing episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast. And until then, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics, where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.